the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You want to talk strategy, politics? No. Do you want to talk entertainment, retirement? No. Talk- no. No. What's going on? Yep. Yep. So Sting's working well into his 60s, right? He's on tour yet again. That's a good skill to have. Ebono Vox, the ability to put food on the table. What would you do from age 60 to 100 if you had to do something for money? Or is that the period of time where you're like, just being good to yourself at that point? So I just saw that Sting might be coming to the Bay Area. I've got the worst Sting story of all time. I just saw a guy who was at the same show. Have I ever told you this story? No, so I'm not sure. I saw Sting and Peter Gabriel last year. I've always liked Peter Gabriel. I've seen Peter Gabriel enough that I don't want to see him anymore. But I've never seen Sting in a great scenario. I saw him 10, 15 years ago when they came to the Oakland Arena with the police. It was awful. It yeah, was, I was there. It was, it was awful. an awful show. So I was like, I'm going to forgive Sting. I'm going to do it. So I went to the SAP Center. SAP Center has got about 18,000 people. Something like that. And um, I get 10th row seats. And I'm enjoying it. And the crowd's into it. And then there's like a song, and it's one song Peter Gabriel, one song Sting, one song Peter Gabriel, one song Sting. And their backup singers kind of helped each other. This couple in front of me, one seat in front, wouldn't sit down the whole show. So at one point in time, 17,998 people are sitting down. Because the song's just slow. It's the one of those Peter Gabriel, um, Stephen Biko songs. It's not a song you dance to. And uh guy must have been so stoned. He stood up and danced. You know the dance where you're, like, your hips don't move, but your whole upper body does? I know. I, I sound like an old cranky guy. I went to a concert and people should up the whole time. No more. I'm not going to take this anymore. But when 17,998 people are sitting down, taking a little bit of a breather, take a little bit of a breather. To this song. Are you with me or are you against me? All right, all right. I'm with you. Anyway, it's Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. How are you, Tony? Good morning. Let's talk real estate because uh, we are in an environment where things are shifting from super low cost interest rates, super low cost mortgages. We went from an environment that shifted from too easy of credit in 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10 to too tough of credit. But now we're starting to ease up a little bit because every now and then you'll drop a bomb on me and go, oh, look, it's a no-document loan. Or, oh, look, it's a no-credit score loan. So things do, seem to be um, loosening. Is that a fair statement? It is. It is. And uh, you're talking about the 
low rate environment to transitioning to a higher rate environment. Um, it's catching a lot of people off guard. And I think we're going to see a little rush towards trying to either refinance or buy a house more in the buying a house side, because who doesn't want to get something in the 4% range now, which is funny because we were talking about the 3% range less than a year ago or two years ago. And now let's get something in the 4% range. So I mean, the standard I'm talking your low balance rate is now probably like 4.6 now. So yeah, they're moving up. Yeah. They're moving on up to the East side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> Low down payment loans are popular again. That's kind of, it's, it's, it's worrying me a little bit because one of the things I've been hiding behind in the last few years is our economy here. Economic recovery is looking pretty good because loans were so difficult to get that if you got a loan, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be able to service that loan. And if you're able to service that loan, banks don't go out of business. Banks don't have failed loans. Banks don't tie to tighten too much. So is that kind of a truth? Yeah. You know, low down, uh, banks are doing anything they can to get business. All right. We, we've already known that the big banks, the big like the Wells Fargo's Bank of America and so on, they're moving towards just filtering the clients that they really want to focus on. And that's the high credit score, the high down payment, probably even clients of their own. And they really focus on them. So it's, that's leaves a lot of people kind of shuffling around looking for the right lender or the right product for, and the, the wholesale lending market has really picked up. They do more than 50% of the uh, origination in the United States for mortgages. And that's using a broker. And there's a reason because these lenders or investors are coming out and saying, we have pretty much a product for everybody. Uh, the loan down payment products are popular because, I mean, you look at a place like the Bay Area and, you know, $100,000 is 10% of a million dollar property, but in Denver, it's 25%. So you, the lenders have to figure this out and how it works for people. And they're doing products where like no mortgage insurance. And you're like, oh, with 10% down, it doesn't meet 20%. I'd have to get mortgage insurance. But no, there's products right now. You can get even through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and um, the, these products that don't have mortgage insurance. And it's it really is something that is needed part of the market. So you're going to keep seeing this type of movement towards looser regular looser. LTV, credit score, and other guidelines. I wonder if lenders prefer if like a, a Bank of America or a Wells Fargo or a United Wholesale Mortgage would rather do 10 loans at $100,000 or one loan at a million dollars, or if they prefer lower cost markets like Austin versus the Bay Area. Um, I know that I know there's a lot of math in it. I know there's a lot of you know uh, algorithms in it. I, I, I think it's, I think volume is always some sort of mentality. Like in the if you're in the car business, you want to sell more cars instead of like fewer, more expensive cars. I, I, I don't know how they were. I think volume speaks words. Uh, we, several years ago, I worked for a company where our office did a certain X dollar amount. It, let's just say it's a hundred million dollars a year in mortgages. Um, another person did the same amount, but they did more volume. They were in Sacramento. So they did three times more loans, but the volume was the same and they were recognized and we weren't. So it was, it's like, I think that they would go for the volume. Okay. That was kind of a weird situation. Cause I'm standing in the back of the room going, well, what about us? Yeah. It was kind of strange. Not worth getting into that much, but yeah. I, I think lenders want volume because they want the, they want the repeat business from those people later is yeah. the whole, the whole process. Gotcha. So I was just, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Um, it, it works on so many levels on an individual level. If you buy a million, uh, $600,000 property, it goes up 
ten percent, just made sixty thousand dollars. On a hundred thousand dollar property, you goes up ten percent, you just made ten. So individually, you score bigger with the bigger numbers, but you also risk more. Same thing with the banks. Sure. So it'd be interesting to study because uh, do we really think that a sixteen hundred square foot house in the Bay Area is worth inherently more for the house and the land than say Richmond, Virginia? Or Austin, Texas. No, it's the same house. It's the same land, except for the fact, oh, Facebook and Google work five miles down the road. Good one and not the other. So anyway, um, credit scores. How are credit scores uh, working these days? Didn't they get lightened up easy, made easier recently? Again, that goes back to the products. And to answer your question, yes. Um, we were just talking about a... Uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So lenders are are doing this neat little trick where they can, okay, we... You don't have to have a credit score uh, to use this product, but we're going to underwrite you under this other product and then switch you back over to the product as, uh, on the back end and sell it. So, yeah, lenders are really figuring out how to pretty much capture everybody. Um, you still want to look at your credit because the difference can be uh, about 1% between a 640 score and a 740 score, especially if you're in a jumbo loan or you're taking some cash out or it's a duplex or an investment property. So, yeah, credit, credit scores, scores are important to monitor and watch. Incredibly important. You can find Tony Mendez if you want to get a loan. He just did my loan last month. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more, talking a little real estate with a guy who just did my loan. It's kind of interesting. Uh, we were talking about credit right before we go to break. And I once went on TV on Cron and said, I've never seen any score over eight, 825 and uh, credit score. Whoa. Within like 10 minutes, someone sent me a picture of their credit score. Yeah. I was at almost 800 recently. Really? Excellent. And then you got a loan. And I got a loan. And it went whoosh. Down 50 to 60 points. That'll happen. Which is one of the things that you tell people. Like, um, if you're about to get a mortgage, don't go out and open any credit cards because it could whoosh down. Don't do anything until you consult with someone. I've seen people pay off collections, medical debt, things like that, and your credit goes down. So are pre-approvals really pre-approvals, or are they just basically fancy? um, They differ like... Golden clay. Golden clay. Um, If you go to one guy, he's going to, he's, he may say, send me everything. Let me run your credit, do the right things. Let me see the documents, analyze your credit, your, your income and check the assets. Make sure there's no huge deposits that are phantom deposits and you're not buying the house from gold that you have to sell. Um, and then there's, and then he writes a pre-approval and then there's the other guy who you get him on the phone and he, he's itching for some business and he sends you a pre-approval letter without looking at the fact that maybe your wife is part-time employee and so which jobs and you can't use her income, uh, but gives you a pre-approval anyway, based on her income. And so that's really what we see more often. Unfortunately, Rob is, is that it's a, it's an approval letter, but it's not real. It's not. It's not a blank check as it should be, uh, and even nowadays, um, we're we're doing more to be determined property approvals where you essentially go through the whole process like you did, but you just don't have an address and you get a, a full underwrite. All you need to do is fill in the address, and that that shortens the time frame that you can close on. You can give that to the seller, and the seller goes, "Oh, well, I have this offer for 
$800,000 in cash, but yours is for eight oh five, and you're getting a loan, I'll take the extra five grand because you have an approval and you can close sooner. No appraisal, con- I'm sorry, approval contingency or loan contingency. And uh, it makes a difference. And I think what it all comes down to is that if you're out there searching for a house and you've made the commitment and home prices are going up, I just looked 7.6% a month um, in the Bay Area, maybe not so much on the higher end, but on the lower end, we're seeing that. And you're putting a lot of effort in this. Why are you going out and getting a crappy approval letter? Um, and that's that's the whole thing uh, we see all the time is people are walking around with these just pieces of paper. And it's not worth the paper that's on. Yeah, that's kind of you got to go through the steps. It's yeah, yeah, and it is steps, right? It's kind of it's a process. Yeah, no, no, you got to do it anyways. Why don't you just get it out of the way early so you you don't you can concentrate on the house instead of shuffling paper around? You know, one of the most frustrating things about shopping for a home in the Bay Area, whether it's a, a second home, whether it's a step up home, whether it's your first home, is how much competition there is. Yeah, um, you got to be prepared for that. The inventory is so low. Because with interest rates so low, so many people refinanced, and now they could turn it into a rental and say, you know, hey, I may not be getting 8% real estate returns, but I am getting 2 to 3% cash flow. And a lot of people, that's enough. Yeah, we, just, we had a, f- a friend who, he's moving to Hawaii in a, a year and a half, and he's getting his house ready. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to list it. We can do that for you. And he, uh, he goes, no, 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 I'm getting it ready to rent. I'm like, you have $600,000 in equity. Why would you just use them? Because it's cash flowing and it's going to keep growing. So, and he has great interest rate. In fact, it'll be, he got a 15 year, a couple years back. He's got under 3% on a 15 year, if you can imagine that. And we're going to see more and more of that in the Bay Area. I, I just don't see more homeowners here as opposed to investors as time goes on. I'm with you. Unfortunately. So getting an offer accepted, a lot of times you're competing against cash offers, which means when you put in your offer, most of the time the, the seller is going to take the cash offer, but sometimes the seller is going to take a letter from you and say, okay, this this looks like the person I want living in my home versus someone else. Within reason, you don't want to get too racially profiling or profiling or demographic profiling or anything like that, but it always helps to be pre-approved on some level and have a good package, a package uh, if you're not an all-cash offer, you got to do something. You have to be prepared to combat against those cash offers. Um, if you're going in with 20% down and you know you're going to overbid on that house, there's just a chance. It's We haven't seen it that often where the appraised value comes in lower than the actual purchase price, but it can happen. Um, just throw out a number like 20% at a time. And you have to be prepared that if your 20% down payment is all you have and you need to go over the appraised value, what's your loan options? And there's there's people who just aren't prepared for that. And that's just one of the things you have to be prepared for. Uh, others, like we talked earlier, you have to have a good pre-approval letter. Um, you, we have uh, we call all of our uh, the the listing agents and talk to them about the how qualified our buyers are, and uh, we not only write the pre approval but sometimes we do the, what they call that TBD approval. So there are steps that you should take and have a good package. Motivation letters, uh, working with a good realtor is, is a start. Somebody that knows the area. I'm, I had a client contact me the other day, and they they're buying a place in Sacramento, but they're using a realtor to. You, from the Bay Area, and I didn't understand. Like that, that stuff doesn't make sense to me. Why are you using a realtor in the Bay Area to buy a property in Sacramento? 
Um, use a proper, use somebody in Sacramento because they'll know all of the little nuances and they might even know the realtor that's selling the property and they can, you know, they might be that difference of getting the house. And, um, those are the kind of things, mistakes that some people make that it makes it harder. I mean, you're driving farther and they may not know that particular area. They, you're going to ask them a question. They're going to start, you know, and I'm sorry for the, the French, but, um, that can happen and realtors are going to do whatever they can to, um, earn your business. And that's, I just don't see, think that's a good practice. Speaking with Tony Mendez, you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. This is a big decision. Finances and real estate and income and retirement and cash flows and rental properties. Rates are getting a little bit higher than people are used to. How is this affecting refis right now? Are we refied out as a nation? Um, it's looking that way, isn't it? Feels that way. Uh, you look at... The way I, th- I was looking at it is everybody who could and should have refinanced did. Um, and they did it while the interest rates are low. We go back to 2013 when rates were at the all-time low, and they've kind of creeped up, and then went down, creeped up, went down, and now they're creeping up. And I think it, there were a lot of opportunities for people to refinance, but there's still... And, and, and you eliminate that one big one, which is to lower your rate, to lower your payment. But there's several other reasons. A lot of people are doing cash out because they can't figure out how to get money to fix their house and they don't want to get an equity line anymore because you can't write off the interest and it's a higher interest rates, but they also don't want to get rid of their low interest rate on their first. So, um, you can shorten your term, you can lengthen your term, you can get out of arms. That's really popular right now. People are you worried are, about people in arms? Not, not as much okay. because you can always get another arm. Okay. Right. And arm rates are usually half percent to a point Most lower. people come to me who have arms and say, should I refinance into a 30 or 15 now? Even though they can get another arm, I know. Their, their head is thinking something different. I know. So you can find Tony Mendez. He can help you with your refi, with your mortgage. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. What if someone accidentally named you Ophelia? Would you be pretty pissed? Around age five, it's cool. Then you get to ten. That'd be a tough name to grow up with. There's not a person in this room who hasn't done that. <laughs> I love the bad names that I see people name their kid. Like if their last name's Swim, and they change their name, they, they name their kid Can't. And you're like, why did you do that? Why are sellers requesting that the loan contingency be removed? Oh, loan contingencies. Why? Talk with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. About eight, nine years ago when I was looking for a home in the Bay Area. Basically, I was looking to move from like the San Francisco lifestyle down to a more uh, suburbs. What was the movie with Rick Moranis? The suburbs? My, my, my blue... The burbs. My blue heaven. My blue heaven is what I'm thinking about. Oh. With Steve Martin. Oh. So San Diego, right? I don't rem- I don't think so. But you and I had a friend, Mark Organic, who was obsessed with that movie. Like he, he redid the lines from it. And you're like, it wasn't that much of a movie that you would do the line. It's not like an anchor man funny. But I guess it was for him. But I'm digressing. So loan contingencies. Yep. One of those little boxes on your contract that uh, speaks a lot of words. Yeah. It's the releasing of the loan contingencies. Probably when you get the coldest feet. When yeah. you're like, 
That's usually the biggest. Yeah, that's usually the the phone call that uh, the realtor and the buyer they're on the phone and they're saying, "Tony, we really need to remove this. Can we do it?" And we're like, "Yeah, usually yes." Um, The sellers though are looking at multiple offers and they're looking at no loan contingency, no loan contingency, no loan contingency, and then there's one that has one, and they're they're looking at that and regardless of the price. they're going to try to take the one with no loan contingency and no appraisal contingency, possibly no inspection contingency and a short closing. And then they're right next to that is a cash offer that closes in 10 days. So it's a competitive market and you have to do everything you can. Um, what that means is that you, you really need to be prepared. Um, I don't want to say unfortunately, but there's still a lot of people out there that are right on the edge of qualifying. Um, it could be something, they could be self-employed and they didn't average their income correctly, or maybe they wrote too much off and the loan officer isn't analyzing their income correctly. Um, and it can get into a situation where they do no loan contingency and they actually don't qualify. So it kind of locks you in. Uh, are there outs? There are outs, but that's the big one. Um, and so it, it, it pushes you towards getting more than just a pre-approval letter, but actually getting going that next step to the to be determined approval where you're actually getting underwritten. Most banks, big banks with all the big names and the big buildings, they don't do to be determined approvals. They just give you a pre-approval letter based on your credit score or what they call a DU, something from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, but it still doesn't analyze your yours. It doesn't say, you, it's junk in, junk out. I put in that you work two years and you make $100,000 a year or more, and it spits out a decision. If I'm wrong, that's wrong. So it's junk in, junk out. You need to go to the next step if you're really close. But um, it's very rare that, very rare. In fact, it hasn't happened where if we do a no loan contingency, the loan always goes through. So we're very careful about it. Um, but you, it, it's something that you just won't know it, that process of what a lender is going to do. Is this a real pre approval or not? Is essentially what it comes down to. So one of the things that I want to talk about with the loan contingencies um, and the contingencies, because I just got a second home. Um, it's kind of a scary moment for the buyer to release those because like yeah, it's your last out. You're almost worried like the the seller is going to suddenly come back and say, "Oh, I didn't forget to tell you there's a troll that lives under the stairs." Or, "I forgot to tell you it's termite infested and they didn't catch it." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. My biggest disappointment this time, and I've bought numerous houses and I've sold numerous houses, and my biggest disappointment was I'm waiting to hear this. How filthy the place was. Oh, yeah. Because it was a second home, I'm 300 miles away. He hightailed it out of there, didn't he? He hightailed it out of there. He's there, like, "Oh, I got this price. I'm I'm out." You ever, <laughs> yeah, you ever see those those uh, news shows called the news, where someone <laughs> has killed like ten people and buried them in his backyard, and the neighbor's like, "I never knew anything about this. He was the nicest guy." I I get the feeling there's bodies buried on that property. <laughs> he left pretty quickly, didn't he? <laughs> he did leave pretty quickly, and I was like, "Okay, thank you. Have a good day." And now I'm starting to think about it because like. So he he was he was a test market, right. meaning he was putting his house in the market to to feel it out, and he put out a price and he got it. Um, do we recommend people do that? Sure, um, feel it out, but I be prepared to sell that house. Just don't do it just to do it. Uh, don't be screwing around with your realtor. Your realtors probably won't going to like that, but uh, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the ways you can get top dollar. Um, if you're in a good neighborhood and you have a house 
and you want to sell it you're in, you're in the Bay Area, you're going to get multiple offers. And I think you go full board, you make the decision, you sell it, um, you you may or may not need to stage it. That's up to you and your realtor. But um, definitely get rid of the smells, do, you know, do the rugs, do the paint, do the yard. The yard's the first thing people see. And, and get the heck out of Dodge. Now, that was a negative, and I'm trying to be more positive these days. I don't know if that was a negative. Um, I'm a little disappointed. There's a little buyer's remorse, because I'd, if I had gone up one more level and got it, everything more of a second home versus a home that was lived in, everything would have been a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, you bought a lived-in home. A lot bought a lived-in home that yeah. he hightailed out. You, know, you were going to make it your own anyways, so some of that dust gets covered up. Okay, you're being all optimistic now. So with that being said, <laughs> um, so the, what was the positive? Oh, the guy kept good notes. Yep. Every appliance he ever bought, he has a manual for um, with dates on it and with contact information, replacement information. Even the windows. I think. Yeah. There's good windows. That. See, that's the one thing that he did well. He lived in uh, an area that caught snow and rain and a lot of sun, and he spent a lot of money on windows, mill guards. And they've got lifetime warranties that there's a little code in the upper corner of them yep. that you get on the phone with Milgard. They can even tell you who, what person right. made this window. Right. So, anyhow, and anyway. He's got good bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People keep saying that. So, um, let's talk about some other ideas here. Um, so, the contingencies was a big issue for me. Yeah. It's a big moment where kind of like time for Tony to go away and time for the real estate agent to step up. And then the real estate agent steps aside and it's yours. And it's kind of the process that you just really got to be comfortable that everyone did their job. Yeah, we we pretty much go through every pro, every pre-approval as though we're there's not going to be a loan contingency. So uh, that we count on that. And you should, too, as a buyer. Okay. You and I once met with a guy that... Um, he can improve credit scores. His whole thing was to work with brokers, mortgage brokers, mortgage lenders. That There's these companies out there you see commercials for, whether on the internet or on local news, improve your credit scores. Do those things work? Wow. It seems to me like rapid loan score improvement. It seems like the bank would know. Yeah. So most of the companies you hear that, help repair your credit. And by the way, they won't call it credit repair or credit restoration. They'll call it something like credit restoration or something like that. Um, they, they do things that you can do on your own. So it's, it's like a painting service. You call a painter or you paint yourself. Um, and there's a charge. Uh, you can, like I said, you can do it on your own. It could be anything from removing a collection or how to remove a collection. Most people want to do it or have somebody else do it because they're kind of intimidated by the whole process. Uh, even I get still intimidated by like, I, I learned something new and uh, you, we figure it out and there's so many weird things that, that show up on the credit. Um, but then there's the next step and there's, there's companies that actually charge you thousands of dollars in some cases. And they actually go in through the, there's a procedure of like 400 points that you have to, uh, a creditor has to go through. And if they miss one, you know, they, they can legally the force you to remove that off your credit. And there's these companies that are very aggressive and they can charge you, but I, we haven't had to use the, them that often. Um, and they're kind of going to the wayside because of the way that programs and, and lenders are opening up lower credit score loans. I mean, if you have a 520 score, you need to get your credit fixed. Um, but you probably don't have enough money because your credit score is so low. To, and, and I'm not trying to associate 
low income with low credit score, but it might be the scenario where you have to focus on paying off some debt instead, as opposed to paying somebody $2,000 a month just to get your credit fixed. Um, but most of the loans out there could go down to like 580. FHA is still our subprime lending right now. And if you have a 580 score, you use FHA and you move on, you don't do any kind of credit restoration. So we are we look at each one individually with Tony Mendez, Bay Area Loan Source.com, Bay Area Loan Source.com. You can find him online. He just recently did my second home for me, which is kind of audacious and uncool of me. Um, it's interesting. I went into it thinking, is it going to be a rental? Is it going to be a second home? Is it going to be an investment? You went through a couple emotions yeah, you do doing that. Emotion. Yeah. Because yeah. it's something you don't absolutely positively have to have. And then you're like, is it a good investment? And you're like, well, is living another 10 years a good investment? Oh, a little David Bowie. Speaking about living another 10 years. Ooh. He, he went a little too fast. Anyhow. Be nice. No, 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 no. I, I miss David Bowie. Um, he would clearly be in one of my top 10 artists. You don't think so? Not for me. You are insane. Get alone with Crazy Mendez. <laughs> he gets loans done. Woo! You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh, commercial I regret. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. <laughs> Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Do you hate LeBron James? Do you like the Golden State Warriors? If you do, you should never, ever, ever, never use Rocket Mortgage or Quicken because Quicken is owned by Rocket Mortgage, who owns the guy, owns the Cleveland Cavaliers. So because I hate LeBron James, I'm the worst at basketball analysis, um, in large part because my bias is, is, is ignorant. It's just, it's just ignorant. I don't like the greatest players. I don't like Michael Jordan. Like as soon as you're the great, I, I'm pulling for the underdog. But do you agree with me? Don't use Rocket Mortgage. Is, is that like saying you don't like a team where you don't own that stock? Where they like maybe Steph Curry was he Under Armour, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. If you don't like Under Armour, you don't like the team. Something like that. I'm, I'm more so saying that um, I grew up liking the New York Yankees, which makes me a bit of a jerk. But I grew up overseas and I didn't know they were the powerhouse team, right? And they would, uh, during the 80s and 90s, Detroit became a pretty good team. And the owner of Detroit owned Little Caesars. And every time you'd go to Little Caesars, is it Detroit or was it Domino's? Tom Monahan? Okay, was, okay that was Domino's? Domino's. Okay, so the, one of those franchises was owned by the guy who owns Little Caesars. And it's kind of crazy to think about that every time you support Detroit Tigers, you're supporting Domino's. Or every time you support Domino's, you're supporting Detroit Tigers. Right. So the, back in the day when there wasn't salary caps where you can get a free agent to sell more pizza. Sell more uh, rocket loans. So, but that's, I'm a little <laughs> off topic. The mortgage process, it has to have gotten easier in the last 20 years since you and I have known each other doing this in the Bay Area um, because of things like rocket mortgage and apps. and. Well, at least that's what they advertise. Well, everyone in the world wants to solve problems and they want to basically destroy New York banks. And the way you destroy them is making I, things easier. Well, I don't think any technology is going to help help you make more money. Uh, okay. What I mean is just because it's easier doesn't mean you're going to qualify any faster or any better because it's not going to change your income. Um, and they make it sound like it, it, it can happen that way. Um, that's the only problem. 
problem I have with that companies like that. Um, they are the kind of company that would go after volume, 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 because they think that you're going to buy another house in seven years or sell your house and maybe get some business that way. Um, it, it, you know, it's just, you put out enough advertising you're, and you do it the right way. You're going to get some income. Um, and that's basically what I think of that company. Uh, but to answer your question, <laughs> yes, mortgages are getting easier, um, purely because of the fact that, that, um, lenders are integrating with companies like, um, the work number and they're, they're getting your income quicker. The IRS, they're delaying doing what they call a 45060 and verifying your, what you actually submitted. So it can help the process. We, we work with two or three incredible lenders that you'll never even know the name of unless you've done a mortgage with them because they're wholesalers and wholesalers are beating pretty much every bank out there in service and in speed and in guidelines. Um, and if you work with a broker that has the ability to work with every one of these lenders, you're going to hit up, you have a better chance of getting your loan done as opposed to hoping that you can go to a large bank or large advertiser like rocket mortgage and hoping that they can actually get your loan done. That's the service that they can't offer. They're only offering advertising and that's about it. Do you remember the Jetsons? Yes. Beep, 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 beep. Have you seen that new robot dog? Yes. There's a bit in some video about a dog who can open up a, a door. It's a pretty crazy video. So this dog can open up a door and let the other robots out. The other robot dogs out, right? The Jetsons I loved because their dog was a dog. It wasn't a robot. Their maid was a robot. You tracking me? You tracking me? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So I'm not Tony, sure anybody else is. Yeah, don't even. I know, I know. I had, uh, well, let's just say the new edible business is doing quite well in the Bay Area. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on there. I could find it. All right, Matthew. I, if I could hang out with Matthew McConaughey, that would be one of the ones that I would bid on at uh, an auction. I, would, I don't have enough money to, but God, if I could play bongos with him with my shirt off. You know, he got arrested doing massive amounts of marijuana in the middle of the night with his shirt off and disturbing the neighbors. I would join him. (laughs) So we're hearing more and more about people getting together, pooling their resources to buy property. Now, how does that work with someone like you? As a mortgage lender, you work one-on-one with me. You may work with my spouse. You may not. But do you work with spouses, spouses, and uncles, and children, and cousins? Mm -hmm. All the time. How does pulling together... Well, it's, it's got to be a nightmare for well, you. Let's say a bunch of people are renting a place and they say, why are we renting this place when we can buy? Um, they may have thought that they've tried to do it on their own, looking at a condo that's six, 700,000, and that's just a little bit too much, or they don't have the down payment. And they say they want to duplicate this scenario, but they want to live in the property and they can pool their money together and qualify. And that's what we're seeing often. Um, it's a little bit different than somebody like you buying a house and your parents co-sign for you. Um, that's called a non-occupant co-borrow, but people are pooling their money together. I think the more intimidating part of that is how do you title it? How do you, and what's your exit strategy? A lot of people say, it's easy to get into it, but it's really hard to get out of it. Um, a lot of people go in tenants in common where they can split. Let's say that you put in 30% of the down payment. I put in 20 and the other guy puts in four, uh, 50. So you can set the title up so that each per, each person owns that percentage that they, they put into it. You can also set it up um, in tenants in common where the rights of the ownership can be sold uh, for that portion of the property. So you can, but, but it makes refinancing a little bit different, uh, difficult. Um, 
because uh, everybody has to get together and, and um, agree on it. Uh, so there's there's a little bit more headaches later, but it's it's becoming more of a popular type of scenario, especially in the Bay Area. And you can buy like a duplex or a triplex and try it like that. It's That's a very common scenario. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. He just did a loan for me that closed last month. He can do a loan for you that closes next month. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I always have events coming up, and as I do, radio listeners get in for free. You can use the code RADIO25 to get in for any event. Find out more at Rob Black Show. Find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.